BG Mania, a video game music podcast for November 13th, 2019, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. to BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always. Can say that again. He's back. It's Frank. Hey guys, good to be back. Yeah, good to have you back, man. It was, uh, and I, I will say it was a fun time without you being here. I had a great time on my own doing the episodes, but it's not the same without you. <laughs> Don't worry, fans. I'm here to save you from just pure Brian. No, no one complained, man. People did miss you, though, but nobody complained. <laughs> For those just joining us, what we like to do here at PG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except 
for special occasion episodes, which will always be announced in advance. So you're guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. If you're new to the World of Video Game Music podcast, you are in for a treat. But for all the veterans that may be stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods for the very first time, Frank and I definitely tell more personal stories about the games we play music from and about the tracks themselves, instead of constantly diving into music theory and breaking apart each track instruments at a time. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or where you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. Frank, I'm glad you actually came back for this episode because I would have hated to have done this one without you. I probably would have had to delay this one. And I didn't want to delay this one because it was oh, it timed. Broke, it would have broke my heart if you did something Yeah, this one was specifically timed to come out at the same time that Death Stranding came out last Friday on the 8th, another Kojima game. We're going to be diving into the music of the entirety of the Metal Gear Solid franchise today. Not only the number titles, not just one, two, three, four, and five. We're exploring as many games as we possibly can on the episode today. And this comes to us thanks to a listener, Ryan, over in Ireland. Synthesis is, uh, I, I can't remember if I actually read this email or not, so I'm gonna do it again. Uh, back on August 14th, Ryan sent this email into bgmaniatlevedowngames.com, just like you can if you want to suggest an episode theme or a track to be played in a future upcoming episode. I'm Ryan from Ireland, and I've been following you guys around for a year now on YouTube, and only decided to give the podcasts a listen, as I'm not much into podcasts. I immediately became addicted to hearing you and Frank talk about your own history with each game and song that you guys cover. Basically, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan, and I know Frank likes the series as well, and was wondering if one day, if you guys would feel up for it, if you would ever do a Metal Gear episode featuring music throughout the whole franchise. My personal favorite is the ending theme to Metal Gear Solid 1, The Best is Yet to Come. That's coming up a little later in the show. I made sure to include that for you. Thank you, and keep on rocking, guys. So, that's this episode. We are going in-depth with Metal Gear. It's going to be phenomenal. And Frank, what was your first pick there? Uh, that was the theme of Solid Stake from Metal Gear 2. Little fun fact, that was a Japan-only game for a while. Came out in Japan, July 20th, 1990. We would see her stateside, March 14th, 2006, on the PS2. Wait, we didn't... Wow, we didn't okay. Get, we didn't get Metal Gear 2. Yeah, it's crazy, because I was thinking, I've never played Metal Gear 2. I've, played, I've, never, I've never played it either. Thinking about it now, thinking about that, I've never played it. Uh, composed... By the Konami Kokia Club. Yeah, well, we, what do we have, like, probably six or seven different composers in the Konami Kokia Club? Uh, the major composer out of the, out of the club um, is Kazuki Muruaka, who will show up again, because I have another one from them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that track, man, is so good. Like, I was sitting here just really reminiscing on how amazing that actually is. What's crazy is how iconic it is for a game that we never had here in the States. I guess just because it shows back up in the, the, the Well, next... I was going to say, it's re, it's remixed throughout the history of Metal Gear as well. Like, it, they keep that as basically the theme of Solid Snake. Just yeah. it sounds differently in other games. But it's still okay. a you lot. You always love that. Call back. Yeah, still calling back a lot to... Metal Gear 2. I really did like that a lot. That was really good, when, especially when it transitions to like the little bit of a faster pace there about a minute or two into it. It gets really good at that point. I even specifically had to call it out, man. I really like this part. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's nice, so nice good. fun track. And I, I just wanted to make sure we got that game here represented on the list. I, that's, I tried to put myself all over the board here because there's so many Metal Gear games 
There are, there are. And like I said, we're, we're, we're covering a good chunk of them. Now I will say, you know, we have a track from Portable Ops coming up later, but we don't have one from Portable Ops Plus. Uh, we don't have a track from Twin Snakes, but Twin Snakes is just a remake of Metal Gear Solid. It has largely the same music. Um, what else don't we have? We don't have Metal Gear uh, Ghost Bethel. We, we skipped Ground Zeroes because the soundtrack for that is three songs and they all suck. Yeah, we skipped Ground Zeroes. We skipped Ghost Bethel, which was a, a 2000 release on the Game Boy Color. Uh, I've not played that version myself. And we skipped the mobile title, Metal Gear Mobile. Uh, we skipped Metal Gear Online and we skipped uh, Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> Metal Gear Survive. We, we, we tried to pick the good games. <laughs> yeah, we, we picked the good games, or at least the ones that we felt needed representation on the show. Metal Gear Survive, a game that, you know, I, I would have been okay if it never released. Crazy, that game's already almost two years old, man. It came out February of 2018. Like, that is just I totally insane. For, I, it's, it's so bad that I totally forgot it came out. Like, I know it came out, but like I, I, I purged it from my mind until you said it. Literally sitting on my <laughs> shelf. If you, if you remember, Konami sent us a copy of the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they and not only did they send us a copy of the game, they sent us a physical copy of the game. It's sitting on my shelf over there. I I played it. I still want to love you, Konami. It wasn't good. I played it and it wasn't good. Thank you, Konami, for sending it. It's not a good game though. <laughs> I still love your Ninja Turtle game. Don't worry. Yeah, we got a lot to say about Meta Gear, so we'll kind of we'll kind of hold our thoughts and we'll kind of just interject them throughout each track because both Frank and I are huge fans of this series. Frank more so than I am. But uh, we, we will definitely be talking extensively about our experiences with Metal Gear throughout the tracks. But let's jump to my first pick. And much like you went with an older title, I decided to start my picks off with an older title as well. Going to one that is not a numbered series all the way back on the NES to Snake's Revenge. Nice. The name of this track is Big Boss Battle. was Big Boss Battle from Snake's Revenge came out on the NES April 1990. Europe would get it uh, March 26, 1992. Just like your last track, Frank, this never released in Japan. This one never released in the US, you mean? No, it never released oh, in Japan. Oh, really? Japan. Oh, so, we, so we got our own and they got their own. <laughs> yeah, because it's also known internally as Snake's Revenge Metal Gear 2. So technically, this was, our, this was our version of Metal Gear 2 until we got Japan's. But yeah, even even up through now, 
uh, Japan has never seen this game. I'm sure they've played it because you can through emulators and stuff, but uh, officially they've never been able to. The entire soundtrack was composed by Sutomo Agura, and he was mostly known for working at Konami. And really the only other game that I saw that he did was another Konami game. Like he did several, but one that just kind of like we would be familiar with and know the adventures of Bayou Billy. <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> 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 don't, don't hang the man's good name on that, on that game. <laughs> yeah, totally different from uh, a game like Snake's Revenge, which is pretty damn good with an incredible soundtrack. How great was that tune, man? So good. I, I loved it. I, I, I told Celebrate when I listened to it. It sounds very, it's very much an action kind of game. It could fit in a double dragon easily. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's so, like, 80s, like, late 80s, early 90s action type of thing, like Rambo-ish or any of these these movies that were so popular back in the day. It has that feel to it. It really does. That was awesome. Ah, man. You know, I'm 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 going right for it. I'm going to swing for the fences, Brian. Okay, kind of like the uh, Logan Paul and KSI fight swinging for the fences. That was a good fight for what it was. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Bro, I'm going to touch you right in the feels, man. Okay? Touch me all night long. No, thank you. Uh, I'm going to go to a nice PSP title here. This is from Metal Gear (laughs) Peace Walker. Ooh, okay. Heaven's Divide.
was heaven's divide from metal gear peace walker which came out june 8th 2010 uh that was composed by akihiro honda uh the lyrics are done by nobuko toda and the vocals were done by donna burke yeah man i love her vocals i love her vocals she also she's did um quiet's theme for metal gear 5 like she's done a lot of work with metal gear and her vocals are always phenomenal <laughs> well, I just I re- I, I specifically remember that's, that's, that. I, I'm impressed that you do that. That you just don't you just don't like that. I, I specifically remember it because we've played Quiet's theme on the uh, on the show before. We have, and she she's done a lot of work with like uh, Kojima and Konami, and, and her vocals are incredible. This, this is so good. Like, I, and I picked this one uh, as a little little taste to you guys. Whenever Frankie picks a nice little song, you know there's some metal later on. Uh, but, I <laughs> but I could not pick this. It was just it was beautiful. It is beautiful. It's one of my favorite Metal Gear tracks in a non like numbered Metal Gear game. It probably is my favorite track that's not from Metal Gear 1, 2, 3, 4, or 5. Uh, I told you, had you not picked this, I would have definitely included it in my picks because I wanted it to be on the episode. Absolutely. Uh, My all-time favorite Metal Gear song, we've already played, and Brian shot me down when I tried to get it on his episode again. (laughs) You sure did. But uh, you can't have too much Snake Eater. Yeah, yeah. Snake Eater we've played, so that's not on here. Uh, you tried getting closure on the episode again, which we've already played as it well. It's a good song. It is a great. It, it, it's a great song, but we've already played it, and our rule states we can't play it again. So yeah, we've we've, we've definitely a played some. Um, uh, yeah, this isn't really our, a special our Irish occasion. Irish friends said something. That's a special occasion. <laughs> we've we've played some heavy tracks from Metal Gear already. The the franchise. We played Encounter from the first game. Um, we've played. What else did we play? Uh, we Father and Son. Yeah, oh, Father yeah. and Son, Sins of the my Father. Number, which, which is which are my number two and number three tracks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've played some definite, definite heavy hitters from Metal Gear that uh, are, are phenomenal. And 
like I said, uh, you probably are a bigger fan of this franchise than I am. I'm all I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. And I've played almost every one of these games, but you definitely have a love for these games that started well after the fact. Yeah, I, we mentioned this quite a few times and listeners of the show may remember that I never played the Metal Gear games until much later in life when they were all I think the first time I ever had to wait to play one was, was the five. Hand. Yeah, it was fine. You, you you didn't start playing these till well after four came out. Yeah, so but I binge through them, which is fun as hell. Um, now, have you played all of them, including the handhelds like Portable Ops not, and Peace Walker? I have, I have not played the, the the PSP ones, unfortunately. Okay, okay. Uh, you you probably should try to find them, specifically Peace Walker and uh, Portable Ops. I think those are two great. I games. figure why not? I still use my PSP to this day. Yeah, you have, you have access to it, and you could probably find these games on the cheap, I would assume, at a, at a used store. A PSP is a great system if you could hide at work and want to play video games. Um, P- PSP still is probably Sony's best system that they've done uh, in terms of handheld. Uh, I, I think the PSP definitely was a bit stronger I, than I the hope Vita. We get a Vita too. And I loved my Vita. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love my. Now there are rumors, and I don't know if you've seen the the stuff going around, but when the uh, the dev kit for the PS5 leaked, uh, another report just came out this past week. We didn't talk about it on Max Level. I didn't think there was enough really there to really kind of dive into it. But Sony recently filed a patent for a new type of cartridge, and we know for a fact that the PS5 is not going to use cartridges. So I am enjoying what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. So if that's the case, then we, we could be looking at a new Sony handheld uh, somewhat in the future that could try to take on the Switch or whatever Nintendo decides to do after the Switch. Uh, most likely the Switch 2. I can't see Nintendo abandoning oh, that gonna, model it's now. It's going to be called the Switch U. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see them abandoning the hybrid model now because it's been too successful for them. Like the Switch has been so successful. Yeah. Anyway, the Switch needs a Metal Gear game. <laughs> we, anyway. do, we do have it. We have a little, we have the tiniest bit of representation. We do have Snake and Ultimate. That's pretty much all we have. Yeah. For now. But let's jump to Metal Gear Solid, the original PlayStation game. We've went four tracks in so far. I think we finally have to uh, get this game in there because it is the one that really solidified my love for Metal Gear. I had played Metal Gear and Snake's Revenge. It's I don't know if it's my favorite Metal Gear. I, two I, might- I literally mentioned uh, last on uh, Max Level. This is my favorite Metal Gear game. I would love for this. To, no, I guess Twin Stakes, maybe. But I would love for this to be remade. Like, new, new. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2 might still be my favorite, um, but this is a great game, and it did solidify my love. Even though I had played Metal Gear and Snake's Revenge prior to this, this is the one that really is like, okay, this is a franchise worth keeping an eye on. So for Metal Gear Solid, this is Duel.
And that was Duel from Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear originally released in North America. Uh, North America. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. October 21st, 1998. Uh, Japan got it uh, a month earlier. Composed by the Konami Kukia Club. Several individuals worked on the Metal Gear Solid game. Uh, just some names that we can mention here. Kazuki Morioka, Hiroyuki Togo, Takanara Ishiyama, Lee Jun Myung, and Ma- <laughs> Maki Kirioka. Uh, I love this track. I think it's one of my favorite from Metal Gear Solid. Like, there's something about this track that really just, it gets me in the mood to want to play Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the ones that once I hear it, I get to re- I can already feel the fight going on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. This is, like I said, definitely a, a very strong track, one that a lot of people reminisce on fondly from the original Metal Gear Solid. They're all my favorite characters. I love, like, as far as Metal Gear goes, I mean, you have Psycho Mantis, Sniper Wolf, Revolver Ocelot. Man, yeah, which, which, which we do, again. we do see these characters, well, some of them, you know, in other games, but it is definitely, Ocelot's a badass. It is definitely a very strong entry in the Metal Gear universe. Again, not my favorite. My favorite is two, and I and and I, I know the you know you don't like that Frank, but Metal Gear Solid Two is definitely probably my favorite one, probably just because of the time period when it released, and you know I do have more fond memories of that one than I do with the original Metal Gear Solid. I don't consider it an official canon part of the series. And and, and Raiden is just incredible. Uh, if we're old, that is Raiden. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Raiden is Mortal Kombat. I need to stop. Raiden is in Metal Gear, and Raiden is in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Ryan Williams had to grind my gears. Okay. <laughs> Just kind of like uh, Mega Man and uh, and Bass. Bass is delicious, though. Just you know. Ah, uh, you know that's that's one kind of sweet food I don't think I would ever want to eat. You have to get fresh sea bass, man. Tastes like meat. Hey guys, Brian here from Level Down Games. With the holiday season fast approaching and many of you looking for the perfect gift, I want to take a moment to talk about Power A. Power A is a third-party accessory manufacturer that produces some of our favorite controllers to exist this console generation. Not only do they produce controllers for all modern platforms, including Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4, but you can regularly find controllers for PS3, Xbox 360, and Nintendo Wii. Is there a new gaming headset on someone's Christmas list this year? Power A has you covered there as well. Their new Fusion lineup of accessories, including the headset, Fight Pad and Wired Pro Controller are some of the most comfortable accessories we've had the pleasure of using. They also do storage cases, stands, toys, pins, and quite a bit more. We have several unboxing videos over on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash games if you want to see more of Power A's stuff. Check out their entire lineup this holiday season over at PowerA.com and keep an eye out in your local stores for all Power A accessories. Um, you know what? I actually had Metal Gear Solid queued up as well for my next track. Oh, perfect. Let's go back to back. Uh, let's go back to back on this one here. Uh, this one's a nice little callback to uh, the original Metal Gear as well. From Metal Gear Solid, this is the VR mission theme.
And that was the VR mission theme for Metal Gear Solid, as Brian said, October 21st, 1998, also composed Konami Kakuya Club. Uh, this is a remix of the theme of Tara, which is the main theme of Metal Gear. It's I just read a little factoid. It's one of the most remixes pieces in the Metal Gear series, right next to the Solid State theme that we played earlier. Uh, I, I was mentioning to Brian, this, this track plays consistently throughout Metal Gear, except when you're under an alert, lost battles, or in the basement areas of Outer Haven. So this I, is prefer, certain, I prefer Terra's theme from Final Fantasy VI. It's uh, a little different. Um, <laughs> They literally named this the theme of Tara because as you're singing it, it's Tara, do, 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 Tara. That wasn't the initial, original name of the song, but after hearing it, it got renamed to that. So that's a little fun factoid for you. I, uh, I I specifically mentioned the theme of Tara from Final Fantasy because that track reminds me a lot of a Final Fantasy piece of music. Like, I know it's from Metal Gear, but it also has some... It, it oh, kind of... Yeah. It has a lot of influence from like Nobu Yumatsu. I can just kind of feel that from that track. I swear to God that I looked up to see if there was a connection between them while I was doing my tracks listening. There's not. There's not. But I got the same feeling. Like, yeah, it it sounds like a Final Fantasy piece of music. And, you know, the the theme of Terra sounds nothing like that, but but really kind of liberally fatali or that Italian track from Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, it, it kind of sounds like that a little bit in just the way or or some stuff from like Final Fantasy 7, just the way that the instrumentation is used and, and the way that it moves from like movement to movement. It, it does kind of have the feelings of a Final Fantasy piece of music, specifically from the Nobu Yamatsu era. I was, you definitely get the, the, the Nobu Yamatsu feel off this one. I, I I looked it up. It's if you look the right, you can't look the right. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> in fact, when I die, Brian, your one goal is to come and wipe my computer clean. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I'd even want to touch the mouse, man. Who knows what? Uh, who knows what's been on that? Who wants to know? Indeed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good pick, though, man. I, I'm glad you got that one in there. I'm definitely glad you got that in there. That's what she said. Oh! <laughs> We're going to go now to uh, back to the PSP. Let's go to the okay. PSP with a game that I've not played. Metal Gear Acid. I've never played this one. I've never played the second one either, which I have a pick coming up from that here in a little while as well. But from the first Metal Gear Acid, the name of this track is La Clown.
And that was Le Clown from Metal Gear Acid, which came out in North America March 22nd, 2005, again on the PSP. That particular track was composed by Shuichi Kobori. Uh, a couple other composers on the soundtrack worth mentioning, though, Nobuko Toda and Akihiro Honda. I like playing that one right after the track that we just played from Metal Gear Solid because you can hear a lot of callbacks in La Clown to that, you know, VR track from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, you definitely heard it in the background. One of the big reasons I never actually got around to playing Metal Gear Acid because it focused on and you think this probably would have been a reason why I would have checked it out, but I never did. It kind of had turn based combat, unlike a lot of other, you know, typically every other Metal Gear game. But it used a trading card battle system. And those those types of battle systems are hit or miss for me. I'm either really going to like it or I tend to steer away from it. And with Metal Gear Acid, I just never got around to trying it. So it's, it's something that I definitely still want to get to at some point. Because, uh, you know, there are some great card-based battle systems out there like uh, Bait and Kaidos. Probably the, the one that always comes to my mind immediately uh, for for card-based systems because I absolutely love the way the combat was handled in Bait and Kaidos and Bait, Bait and Kaidos Origins. Uh, Metal Gear Acid, definitely on my list of games to get around to at some point. I eventually want to play them all. I really do. So yeah, for, for someone like yourself that is a, a huge fan of them, I think it's worth it to play them all. Just don't suck. But if the music's good, I'm assuming, I'm assuming the game will be on par. Yeah. Um, You know, let's take it all the way back again, Brian. Okay, I like it. Let's go back to the original Metal Gear. Um, And this is Red Alert. That was Red Alert from Metal Gear. Came out June 1988. Uh, that one was composed just solely by Kazuki Maruoka. Ooh, nice. Um, yeah, man. This is just this is one of the this is one of the iconic ones. I don't think the soundtrack for Metal Gear One was too extensive either. I feel like it was only like five songs. There's a good chance that that's the case. A lot of NES games really don't did only have a couple like lengthy pieces of music behind them. Uh, I love this, dude. I love this track. It's it's great, man. It's especially for yeah you know, what it was. You know, this is the this is the the genesis of uh, well, it's the NES of uh, Metal Gear. 
Yeah, and the original. I, I I had to throw the the classic line out at Brian earlier. And on the seventh day, God created Metal Gear. I feel asleep. <laughs> no, oh, you meant that classic <laughs> line. I thought you meant the one where God created Metal Gear on the seventh day. Dear Kojima, who is in heaven. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, dude, but I, I love the original Metal Gear. This is one of the, I think, the dozen original NES games that I owned on my own. I sit afterwards, there was a situation where my NES ex- uh, collection exploded as a kid. That's a story Ooh, for another day. That's not good. Well, not literally exploded. That was okay. I was going to say, no. how would it explode? I went from having like a dozen or so games to having like a hundred and something games. But we'll go over that in another story. Um, You're teasing them. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Maybe, maybe I'll bring it up later <laughs> on. I don't even know if I know that story. I probably do, but I don't know if I do. I'll have to vet it for my... It's, it's that kind of story. Um, oh, okay. It's about when you stole stuff from a store and... No, <laughs> I'm probably right. You're not too far off, Ryan. Um, <laughs> I'm a bad, bad man. You were a child then. I was absolutely a child. My parents are bad, bad people. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love my parents. <laughs> please, please don't arrest them. They're old and people now. <laughs> And if you're in the Denver area, no, it's scared. Colorado Springs area. <laughs> although, although for, for the sweet reward money, I might just call, you know? Yeah. Kind of like, uh, kind of like when Married with Children, when they, when they turned in, uh, Steve Rhodes, when he came back with the, uh, dinosaur egg or the, exactly. the, ho- the hawk egg or whatever it was. Hawk egg, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, just on the side note now, since you brought it up, I'm so glad that you're watching Married with Children again. Like, i I'm a huge fan of that show. Like, I've always been a huge fan, but Jessica had never seen it. But you you just started to rewatch because of Jessica, so. Yeah, she had never seen it, and we were kind of trying to find another show to watch while we're eating dinner and kind of relaxing upstairs together in the evenings, and just decided to kind of put on Mary with Children one day, and she really liked it, so we've been watching the entire thing now on Hulu. Uh, We're on season seven. Is it season seven open up with the cookout? No, that's like season... Four? Oh, is that, is that far, far back? That's the best episode in the whole entire uh, series. That's the that, that that's the one where they uh, they use Marcy's ants ashes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Steve Steve was still on the episode oh, then. True, now, true, true. Yeah, we're 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 in the we're, we're in the we're in the Jefferson era. We're coming up to season eight, which has my favorite one, which is where the. Um, uh, see, well, I guess it's my second favorite because my first favorite is with Sam Kennison. I, that's my favorite episode okay, of all time. Episode. Yeah, the Christmas episode with Sam Kennison, which is the first time we did see Jefferson as an actor on that show, is the uh, is my favorite episode. But the one where um, Peggy plays Elvira for the Halloween episode, and they keep having the the uh, the village people there doing the YMCA over okay, and over I and over know. again. That's my second favorite episode of all time. <laughs> And it's like Alan's stuck and he just has to like say that he loves his family. Or no, no, they have the family have to say that they wish he was there or something yes. like that. Yeah, that's the only way that they could actually free him. And man, what a great freaking episode. What a great show. What a great, it's show. A great show. But isn't for, uh, Freddy Krueger that one, Robert England? Yeah, he is. He's yeah, yeah, he's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> what a great show. Nothing to do with Metal Gear, though. <laughs> We did. We definitely get off on some tangents. Kojima is a, a big. Uh, Kojima's a I'm huge sure married with children. I have no idea. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it though. He's very big into pop culture. He probably is a fan of the show. Uh, and a, a show that we, we we even talked about it on Max Level before. A show that would not exist in 2019. Like did they just absolutely not. They they couldn't do it. Like they could do it, but it would get canceled so fast. And that's really unfortunate. 
I'm still waiting for Married with Grandchildren. It's going to happen. All right. Let's go to back to the PSP. Back to the PSP. We're going to go to Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops. We actually are going to go to an Akihiro Honda track now. There one that go. he composed. A lovely track that I'm a huge fan of, Calling to the Night. And that was Calling to the Night from Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops. Came out here in North America December 5th, 2006 on the PlayStation Portable. Composed, as I mentioned, by Akihiro Honda. Lead vocals done by Natasha Farrow. Background vocals by Harario. The solo soprano saxophone was Norihiko Hibino. I got, I got credits out the wazoo, as Frank likes to say for this track. Violins by Hiroko Yano and Yukiko Iwato. 
Viola by Seichi Onuma. Damn, bro. <laughs> the cello by Akiko Yano. And programming was done by Hiro <laughs> Hondo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, but he did do programming as well. Seriously, Brian, though, I love everything Natasha Farrow has ever done. Yeah, Natasha Farrow has done some amazing stuff like Calling to the Night. <laughs> I think this might be the only song she has ever sang. That's it. I even checked out her official YouTube. She has one track. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally uh, I, I found it on on the Metal Gear Solid Reddit. Someone made a post a year ago. Natasha Farrow. Who is she? And nobody really has any information on her. Like there's a couple things that we were able to find. Uh, she's based out of Queensland, Australia. She completed her Bachelor of Arts degree in theater in 2001 at Australia's internationally renowned National Institute of Dramatic Arts. Um, has done some stuff. Jazz has been one of the key genres in her mus- uh, musicianship, but she really isn't that well known. She has an amazing voice and did a killer job on this track, but she really doesn't have anything else out there. And that's really unfortunate. I would love to hear more from her. She'll come back one day. I know for sure. I can feel it. <laughs> Who knows, man? But what a great tune, right? What a great freaking tune. Uh, very emotional and definitely an emotional track. And Akihiro Honda did an incredible job with this one, man. An incredible job composing this one. Yeah. I, I like his brother, Piston. <laughs> yeah. From uh, Street Fighter. <laughs> no, no. That's from, <laughs> that's from Punch Out. Oh, you're right. E Honda is. Uh, e Honda is from. E, e, yeah, E Honda is Street Fighter. Piston Honda is from Punch Out. You're absolutely right. There's so many Hondas. Well, there is. My friend uh, drives his, his uh, cousin uh, 04 Honda. <laughs> that concludes your obligatory dumb Frank joke for the episode. You're welcome. <laughs> Frank, before we jump into the next piece of music that we have, we got a message early. I got a message on Instagram from a listener that I really wanted to read because I think this is an incredible little. Me- it, it's just, it, I'll just read. It. Let me just read. It. Let me just read it. Okay. Uh, came to us from a listener by the name of Scott. He said, hi, Brian. I'm disappointed that you had a poor experience with your competition. He's talking about the um, the $10 gift cards that we were giving away for yes. the reviews. I'm disappointed that you had a poor experience with your competition, but don't let it discourage you as many people listen, but don't leave feedback or comment. I myself am a silent listener, but after listening to the last podcast, I felt bad and dropped a five star rating. It looks less. It took less than five minutes of my time for the many hours of entertainment you guys have given me as I often go back and listen to my favorite episodes. I loved the Halloween season, though, admittedly, the Sleepy Hollow episode wasn't for me. Keep up the good work. Go easy on the fat jokes and remember Jessica's audio in the future. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. <laughs> podcast, Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had to respond. I, I definitely responded. and I asked for permission to include the message. And uh, I, I, I guess I, I want to publicly say that most of the fat jokes are cleared in advance. <laughs> of course. <I'm> not- <laughs> and, and there are times that Frank writes them himself and I just use them later on in the show. <laughs> uh, Brian, you're breaking kayfabe, okay? I know, but I want to make sure that people know I'm not actually calling you fat, even though you are. I am. I'm a big boy, but uh, yeah, I'm thick-skinned. <laughs> it's done for entertainment value. But Scott, your message really touched me in ways that Frank wishes he could because 
<laughs> Jason I, Bryan, I could do so much better, okay? <laughs> I really appreciate that because we we often say this a lot and it's 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 a testament and it's a known fact not just us any podcaster knows a good chunk of your audience is a silent majority it's the minority that is definitely vocal and and we see that we're not big right? i mean we we are growing and i don't consider us to be like on on a massive scale but we definitely have a good sized listenership with a majority of them being silent so for you to come out there you know i've never interacted with scott before uh just you know don't follow him on instagram doesn't follow me i don't think and just to reach out to me and kind of let me know that you know not to give up and that there are so many more hundreds of thousands of people that listen to our shows like him that just don't actually interact with us and that really like i said that was a really cool message i'm glad he did that i'm also glad that he took the time to leave us a rating and a review really did did, any rating and review that we get really helps us out and i say this all the time because it helps us kind of chart higher on apple podcasts which then attracts more listeners to check out our episodes which hopefully turn into regular listeners and then maybe they'll leave ratings and reviews as well and it just continues to grow and grow and grow from there so, Scott, I really did appreciate it. Thank you so freaking much for that message, man. It really did mean a lot to me. Thanks, Scott. I'm going to go back to, to, to Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, okay. Uh, this song is called Snake Eater. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's not called Snake Eater. I tried. Uh, instead, we're going to go with Clash with Evil Personified. Clash with Evil Personified from Metal Gear Solid 3, Sneak Eater, which we got here November 17, 2004. That was composed by Norohiko Ibino, uh, who is a composer and Japanese saxophonist. Oh, nice. Nice. I like that tune. It's a great track. I mean, he's been on lots of things that you've known. Uh, he did Etrian Odyssey. Oh, okay. He worked on that with Yuzo Koshiro, huh? There you go. So he did uh, uh, some Yu-Gi-Oh! game. I don't know Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, he was on Persona 4, Dancing All Night. He did some of the remixes. So. 
Oh, nice. That's really cool. I didn't. I actually did not know that. Bayonetta. Uh, he's done some stuff with the Yakuza series, so he's definitely all over the place. But uh, yeah, he's, he, he, he he's definitely all over the place. <laughs> uh, really, really cool. Oh, so really, it's all over the place. Yeah, really cool that he has all of those credits under his name. That's that's awesome. And you know, Metal Gear Solid Three, uh, it's it's a it is a great game, man. It's definitely a strong game in this entire franchise. Is it top three? Ooh, I don't know if it's top three. Hmm, I don't know if I would consider it top three. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I like it, but I don't know if it's top three. We'll have, we'll have to hammer out our top three in between uh, tracks then. Yeah, see, I, see, think see, we might, yeah. I think we might have to come up with our top three Metal Gear tra- uh, Metal Gear games. Uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll think about that while we listen to the next track, and then we'll uh, we'll report back on it afterwards. Uh, I don't know if I would put Metal Gear Solid Three in my top three. I really don't. Uh, let's think about that. Let's listen to another track while I think about that. We're going to go back to the PSP. I picked a lot of PSP tracks. Uh, Metal Gear Acid 2, the follow-up to Metal Gear Acid that we played back on track number 6, because this is track number 12, obviously. This one right here is The Essence. Oh, no, this is track 10. What am I talking about? I'm, I, I jumped ahead way too far. <laughs> I think you're doing a little Metal Gear Acid yourself. Doing a little Metal Gear Acid myself over here. <laughs> From Metal Gear Acid 2, this is The Essence of Vince. And that was the essence of Vince from Metal Gear Acid 2, which came out here in North America, March 21st, 2006, composed by Shuichi Kobori once again. So the same composer, the same composer that I had from the first Metal Gear Acid, which was probably why it was a blank spot, because I already had the information on there and just didn't write it down again. Uh, I really like that one, man. And it's another track that kind of has some callbacks to the VR track from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Metal Gear Acid soundtrack is heavily inspired by the first Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation. It really is. I've never played these games, and I I want to. If, if they're definitely like if they're if they're like games that actually do callback in general, 
I'm sure that they do. Now, remember, the Metal Gear Acid and Metal Gear Acid 2 are the turn-based card battle ones that we talked about a little I earlier I play turn-based card games all the time. Pokemon doesn't count. I also play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> and Words with Friends. And Words with Friends, exactly. Uh, really just another rocky piece of music, though, man. Uh, I think that, you know, Shuichi did such a great job with this soundtrack. He really did. Uh, that was definitely a banger, but I am going to rock your goddamn socks off, Ryan. <laughs> okay. Okay. From a game that I don't particularly like. Because it stars, Ga- stars my boy Raiden? <laughs> because it stars Raiden. Um, <laughs> from Metal Gear Revengeance, this is? Uh, no, it's Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Okay, I'll do it again. Get it right, Frank. Get it right. (laughs) From Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, this is the only thing I know for real. The only thing I know for real from Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, uh, which came out February 19th, 2013. Uh, the song was written and composed by, well, it's let's, let's put it back. It was composed by Jamie Christopherson, who also wrote the song along with the bassist and guitar player Logan Mater. Vocalist is Tyson Yen of the group Drist, a group that I don't think exists anymore. Guitars by Bill Hudson, Johnny Depp, and again, Logan Mater. Johnny Depp? Yes, and the drums were done by Ralph Alexander. Can't forget about Ralph. Wait, Johnny Depp? Death. Ah, 
Johnny Depp does play guitar, though. If Johnny Depp was on the soundtrack <laughs> to a Metal Gear song, I'm pretty sure we would have known this for quite a bit of time, all right? <laughs> we're, we're up there. And, uh, the lead singer would probably be, uh, what's his name, Russell Crowe. No, uh, no, Johnny Depp's in a band. Who's the lead singer of his band? Uh, I don't remember. Another celebrity. Let me see here. Johnny Depp Band. Hollywood Vampires is the name of his uh, band. And the lead singer, Joe Perry's also in that band, is Alice Cooper. Get the hell out of here. Nope. Yeah, Alice, oh, Cooper's, right. the lead, Al- Alice Cooper's the lead singer of Hollywood Vampires. Uh, Johnny Depp is in that band as rhythm guitarist. Joe Perry, obviously from Aerosmith fame, is lead guitarist. And then they have on drums Glenn Sobel, who uh, mostly just kind of did work with Motley Crue, Richie Sambora. Uh, like nobody like it wasn't in any major band before that. And then the bassist is Chris Wise, who did work with The Cult and Ozzy Osbourne. That's just nuts. But anyway, yeah, I love this track, man. Duff McKagan used to be the bassist for them. Of GNR fame? Of GNR fame, yeah. Matt Sorum used to be their drummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and their, uh, that was all from their uh, their first album, 2015. Their latest album just came out, uh, 2019, uh, June 21st, called Rise. You know what? We're going to have to check that out. I like I'm, I'm, a fan, I, I'm a fan of Hollywood Vampires. I'm surprised you've not heard of them. Uh, I live in a very uh, exclusive bubble where I, I only listen to the 90s alternative as a plate. <laughs> Yeah, man. Johnny Depp as the uh, as the guitarist is so, is so freaking cool. It's so cool. I'm going to send you. They, they kind of look like Aerosmith. I mean, here's a picture. Uh, I know what oh. Alice Cooper looks like, you dish. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because they kind they kind of look like Aerosmith in this picture. <laughs> What's well, totally Aerosmith right there. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's what's his face from the group. Yeah, Joe Perry. Joking, Brian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, um, they yeah. did not compose Metal Gear Rising. They did not. No. And in fact, if you um, if you've seen one of them, you have to stick them through the heart because that's how, that's the best way to get them out to get rid of them. Otherwise, you have to decapitate them. <laughs> Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance, man. That soundtrack from start to finish is so metal, and it, I guess it's it's platinum games in general. Like platinum really has that feel to their games. Uh, it's so much fun to play. It was not a true Metal Gear game, though. Is oh, it? it was. It was so good with Raiden just in there and being it's a total a badass. And yeah, it's a badass, man. Card games aren't Metal Gear either, but it's probably a good game. I am going to write them out of canon. There you go. Done. Gone. They're not. I don't think they are canon. But Raiden, man, what a great character. Brian, I know where you live. I will burn your home to the ground. Actually, it's freezing here. You're in the basement. I'll, I'll, I'll burn it to below the ground. It's freezing down here. It's supposed to get uh, two to four inches of snow tomorrow. We need some heat. <laughs> I say, because the whole U.S. is getting cold, that we just sacrifice Ohio to the old gods. We'll, we'll just set it ablaze, Ooh, and the rest of us can live comfortably. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll sacrifice him to Enzoth and Queen Ashara, currently going on in uh, World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth. Nerd. <laughs> My next track comes from Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. The name of this one is V Has Come To, or is it, or that, or is that Five Has Come To? I really don't know. V Has Come To, or Five Has Come Ooh, To? Ooh, that's a good question. One of the two. That's the name of the track.
And that was V has come to or five has come to no clue from Metal Gear Solid five. The Phantom Pain released a world ride September 1st, 2015. That particular track was composed by Ludwig Forsell. That was the last Metal Gear game to come out. That's crazy, right? Uh, sadly, it was Shut not Shut up, the, the last Metal Gear <laughs> game to come out. 2018, if you remember, had Metal Gear Survive. We talked about it earlier in the show, Frank. (laughs) Metal Gear Solid 5 had an incredible soundtrack to really close out Kojima's work with the Metal Gear franchise, man. Some amazingly heavy hitters on that soundtrack. And a game that I really did look forward to for the longest time. I was disappointed by Metal Gear 5. I was. I think that, you know, what was there was a good game. But it definitely was an unfinished game because Konami forced Kojima to put it out. Uh, You know, the the, the game was not done yet. It just wasn't. There was bits and chunks missing, whole story elements left untouched. Uh, And it really was a testament to Kojima's final years at Konami and how shitty they really did treat that poor guy. And now he's laughing all the way to the bank. So suck it, Konami. Yeah, with a with a game that is very divisive. Yeah, I I saw I'm holding waiting for your review because I trust your. Yeah, Kyle and I are both playing it. Uh, You know, if you listen to Max Level, you'll know, Kyle, we're we're both currently playing Death Stranding. I think I am going to be the one that actually does write that review because he's going to be working on Pokemon coming up soon. So. I'm going to help uh, him with that one, actually. Are you? I'm, well, I'm going to suggest things to him. And if he wants to use the game, <laughs> uh, Yeah, we got several reviews going up this week. Uh, my my Outer Worlds review is going to be going up. Dan's uh, Modern Warfare review is going up. And Kyle's Luigi's Mansion 3 review is going up this week. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can co-op that one as well. Yeah. I just want to get credit. You can just throw my name on there. I really don't care. Yeah, maybe if you actually would write some shit for us, then I would. I could give him a sentence or a blurb, just get myself in there. Mm-hmm. It could be the, the review by Kyle featuring Frank. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you know what? I, you know what I like about this track is that it's definitely very slow and melodic. That uh, you know, I, I, it's not really like an emotional tune, but it definitely is a much slower piece of music, especially coming off of that Metal Gear Rising Revengeance track. Definitely nice to slow it down a little bit. Let's keep it nice and breezy. I quickly want to talk about leveldowngames.com. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. All of our content can be found on our main home on the internet, including new weekly episodes of both Max Level and BG Mania, alongside reviews for the newest release games and accessories, anything we produce on our YouTube channel, and daily news stories. So please, if you aren't a regular visitor of leveldowngames.com, consider bookmarking it and checking us out every so often. It would really mean a lot to all of us and help us out so much as we continue to grow. Podcasts, of course, can always be found on your favorite podcast app of choice every Monday morning for Max Level and every Wednesday morning for BG Mania. In fact, no, I'll not do it. I'll go back to back. I'll, I'll save some for you later on. Okay. okay. I'll do a little, little tease. A little, little prelude to a kiss. Okay. Um, Wasn't that a name of a song or a movie or something? Prelude I to a kiss? So. I'm sure yeah. it's wise in my head. I'll take you back to Brian's favorite Metal Gear. My... Oh, we never did our top three. I guess we'll do it after we come back. But definitely not mine. Uh, from Metal Gear Solid 2, this is Confronting Olga.
And that was Confronting Olga from Metal Gear Solid 2, which came out November 13th, 2001. Composed by the amazing composer, Harry Gregson Williams. What who, a great composer. I'm sure you and I know. Uh, the epic series Shrek. Yeah, Shrek, uh-huh. Get out of my shrimp! Type of a thing. Donkey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, man. Um, I don't Love know why Metal this Gear fa- I don't know why this is your favorite Metal Gear. I just don't get it. I like I said, it, it probably goes back to the time period of of just where I was at when I was playing Metal Gear Solid Two on the PlayStation Two. You know, I was a little bit older by then. You know, when Metal Gear One came out, I was eleven, twelve, somewhere in that area. When did Metal Gear? When did the first one come out? Uh, Metal Gear Solid was nineteen ninety eight, so I was twelve. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Two came out in two thousand and one, so I was fifteen. Definitely, you know, playing a lot more games, getting more time in with them, developing my love more and more with games, kind of like that's why we're doing what we're doing now, because of my years spent really just developing this love for the industry. Uh, It probably goes back to why Metal Gear Solid 2, I think, is my favorite Metal Gear of all time. And I guess I'll go ahead and start with my top three. Metal Gear Solid 2, definitely my number one. Uh, My second favorite probably is the original Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation my third favorite is Peace Walker on the PSP. Okay. I love Peace Walker. I think Peace Walker is incredible and should have been a numbered game. I, that probably should have been five. And then Phantom Pain should have been six. I think Peace Walker should have been a numbered title. I just saw that Peace Walker is actually available on PS3, so I might try to pick it up that way. Yeah, the Peace Walker is absolutely incredible, man. It is It is a game that I think definitely should have been a numbered entry, you know, sitting at a almost a 90 on Metacritic, dude. This game is oh, wow. massive. This game is massive. It's at an 89, but this game is incredible. Uh, so I'll be a little controversial. Uh, as I said before, Metal Gear Solid 1 is my favorite. I like the Twin Snakes version just because it's updated, but I played it the original way, so. Uh, I played Meta- both, I've, and I played yeah. both, yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater is my number two spot. And in my number four spot, Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, damn. Okay. I like Metal Gear 4, but I know that's the one that really got you into the series because it was the newest one when you played the, the games. And, yeah, so kind of like with my Metal Gear 2, it's kind of where you were at at the time. It's, it's your, your old man snake. You know, just, it's, your, it's your last mission. Well, it's supposed to be your last mission. Obviously, there's a five. Um, but but yeah, five takes place well before four. Like, remember, these games were not oh, released in, in I mean, I mean, like a timeline survive, order. Which is probably, uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it does have Snake in it, though. <laughs> I, I was so disinterested that I didn't even, I wouldn't even know, nor do I care, because that game didn't actually come out. Yeah, Guns of the Patriot Metal Gear Solid 4 was Snake's actual last mission in terms of, like, timeline. Well, yeah. Spoiler he dies. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have the, uh, and that might be interesting, I have the chronology here. So 1964 was Snake Eater. 1970s Portable Ops, 1974's Peace Walker, 1975 is Ground Zeroes, 1984 is The Phantom Pain, 1995 is Metal Gear, 1999 is Metal Gear 2, 2005 is Metal Gear Solid, 2007 and 2009 is Sons of Liberty, 2014 is Guns of the Patriot, and 2018 is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. That's the actual, like, years these games took place in. Yeah. I just read something online also, quick little tangent. As of next year, 2020, Back to the Future will take completely every every bit of its all in the past now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? We're, I'm so old. 
I want that. <laughs> Hopefully Tuesday. Hopefully Tuesday. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, and, and actually confronting Olga real quick before we move on, it had a lot of callbacks to the original Metal Gear Solid track that you played earlier as well, the VR one. But you're right. That track is baked into so many other Metal Gear tunes. It's in my it's one of those songs that's in my head quite a lot. Yeah. And I can see. Why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's get to my next pick. And it happens to be the one that Ryan wanted us to play on the episode today. From Metal Gear Solid, this is the ending theme, otherwise known as The Best Is Yet To Come.
Was the best is yet to come from Metal Gear Solid again came out here in North America October 21st 1998 composed not by the Konami Kukia Club that was written and composed by Rika Moranaka and features Irish lyrics sung and I'm going to butcher this name I apologize she is an Irish singer and composer herself from Guidor Aoifi ni Go ahead, Brian. Aoifi ni Firaha is how I'm going to say that. Firaha. Now I will speak some good Gaelic for this song. Ryan, help me out. Help me out with pronunciation on that. I'm going to teach you a word in Gaelic that you can use for the song, right? All in. All in? All in? Like the. Is that really how you say that? Yes. That's funny. So there you go. Yeah. So besides lead vocals with Aoife, keyboards were done by the composer Rika Moranaka. The low pipe and the bazooki was done by Dellen Masterson. The double bass by James Blennerhassett. Fiddle was John Fitzpatrick. Percussion by Noel Bridgman. And a choir that is, uh, you know, many names deep and most of them I can't pronounce, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> What's really cool about this is that the the song The Best Is Yet To Gum is about as traditional Irish as you can get, man. It was recorded at the Beach Park Studio in Ireland, and there is no in-game instrumental version for this song in Metal Gear Solid. However, one was planned at the time for the scene where Meryl is shot by Sniper Wolf. So they actually they actually wanted a instrumental version of this song to play at that spot, but they just never actually did it. Little fun fact: this is an unlockable song on Metal Gear Solid Four. It is. It is. You can play it on your uh, the in-game iPod. There you go. See, Brian knows things. Yeah, and there is a cover of this done by the wonderful Donna Burke. She did it on YouTube uh, many years ago, which is also a great rendition of this track. Uh, Ryan, I love that you picked this when you suggested the episode. I would have I would have selected this myself. Uh, Bedroth even said that uh, in Discord that he hoped we played this one during this episode. Uh, it's one of the most beloved Metal Gear tracks of all time. Erengobra. What's that mean? Ireland forever. Come on, man. I don't know, man. I don't speak any other languages. I don't claim to like you do. I am fluent in many languages. <laughs> no, you are not. Mainly you, drunk. you think you are. <laughs> Frank, you've got one pick left. 
All right. Well, I got a good one for you then. Uh, let's bring it back to the last official game in the Metal Gear series. Okay. The, the Phantom Pain. Yep. Uh, this is We Are Diamond Dogs. And that is We Are Diamond Dogs from Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Uh, again, uh, November, September, November 1st, 15th, Ludwig Forsell. Uh Yeah, it's a nice, peaceful, melodic one. I figured I'd just kind of ease it out there. Just, you know, I like nice that, man. I like that. We weren't able to find it on the official soundtrack. We found it on the extended soundtrack. And uh, I like how the extended soundtrack, it has both music from Ground Zeroes and Metal Gear Solid V on there. But a lot of music that we didn't actually hear on the official soundtrack is included on that extended, man. It's really cool. You know, more video games need extended soundtracks because... I agree with that. I agree with that because there are so many games that put out soundtracks that, you know, there's a particular song I'm looking for that just isn't on there. And I know it's actually in the game. Like, my next track coming up is the same way. (laughs) But... It's, it's like I was, I, I was literally forcing a transition, party. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also true with many other games, man. There's so many times like in specifically like for Japanese RPGs and games specifically from Japan, like Metal Gear is, you know, Konami from Japan. A lot of times their soundtracks aren't the complete soundtrack. There's 
things missing and it really does make me sad because then you know, I have to go and try to find them either on YouTube or hope that somebody, you know, found a way to get it out of the files and onto the internet because I really want to listen to it more often. I wish that they were included on like extended versions because I would buy an extended soundtrack if it had music that I really wanted to hear yeah, on there course. on a consistent basis. Yeah. Uh, really nice pick though for to close out your your selection of Metal Gear music. But I'll take the transition, man. My my last track, we actually had a really hard time finding information on. We're going to Metal Gear Solid 4, the only representation we have of Metal Gear Solid 4 on the episode today. The name of the track is Victory Song. And the the version that I pulled, it has a lot of different languages in the actual track. We have kanji, romaji, English, Portuguese, Spanish, French, Italian, and Vietnamese. There's a it's just a hodgepodge mix of all these different languages sung from start to finish. It's a really cool well, sounding it makes track, sense man. Too, like a lot of those languages because like you are going to Eastern Europe, so here. Oh in yeah, Romania, no the 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 languages make total sense for with the setting of the game, and we know this track is in the game because we were able to find and remember where it takes place. Like, it's just so funny that we weren't able to find any credits on the soundtrack for this particular piece of music. So we'll give blanket credit to the the four composers that did work on Metal Gear Solid 4, Harry Gregson Williams, Nobuko Toda, Shuichi Kobori, and Kazuma Jinochi. One of those composers probably responsible for the track. I found a little cool tip about the song here. Okay. Um, so not only do you hear the couple times that you do hear it during Metal Gear Solid 4 is when Sonny's cooking eggs. Uh, also, it's uh, Resistance members whistle the song when you find I saw Disney somebody Man. somebody referring to it as Sonny's theme because of that. Uh, it's also Metal Gear Online, um, and it's also the same song that they sing in Peace Walker. And someone says, "So why is this song all over the place?" And it's really just because Kojima really really likes the song. And that's a great way to end the episode, then. I didn't know that, and I'm glad we put it at the end because of that. <laughs> if uh, if Kojima really likes the song, I'm glad we put it at the end. And Kojima, man, you look at him, and you see the relationship that he has specifically with, like, Jeff Keighley. And at the Game Awards, when Jeff Keighley was talking about Kojima and Metal Gear 5 and how Konami treated him like dog crap, uh, Kojima is kind of an emotional guy. And yeah. he, re- he really does like a lot of the slower kind of like me, like more of the stuff that really just tugs at the heartstrings. I am Kojima. Kojima and I are one. (laughs) Yeah, sure you are. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was, man. Dude's a freaking genius. I wish I had half the mind he does to come up with some of the stuff that he's able to think up, man. And I really do appreciate everything that Hideo Kojima has done for the industry. Absolutely. Uh, Incredible freaking game director. And I want to thank Ryan once again from Ireland. You know, just an amazing episode suggestion. Uh, Really had a lot of fun going through the Metal Gear franchise, listening to not only the 16 tracks we heard today, but Frank and I listened to a ton of Metal Gear music leading up to this episode to kind of pick the best ones that we wanted to represent the episode with. And, you know, Metal Gear, man, I just I I wish it was a series that we could kind of think that there's going to be something great again in it, but I really don't think there's going to be. I think we're just going to have to live through Kojima now and kind of whatever he decides to do next, you know, with Death Stranding and with whatever else comes after that. Like, that's really going to be the Metal Gear of the future. Setting the same, but all right. Yeah, I mean, I if if we get another Metal Gear in numbered entry, it's not going to be the same thing. I'm, I'm scared it's, it's gonna suck, after yeah. Metal Gear Survive. I would be scared for them to tackle something like that without Kojima on board. Uh, it's it definitely probably would be a disaster. 
but a fun episode nonetheless. Not for honor, but for you, Kojima. Snake eater. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very, very fun episode. Very fun episode. Congratulations to Frank. That is going to bring us to the close this week, though, unless you have anything else you want to mention before we get on out of here. No, I just uh, thanks for you know being here with us, guys. I'm glad to be back. So, yeah, really, 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 really glad you are back again. Well, that's probably not true, but uh, glad anytime, anytime soon. Glad you will. Uh, glad you will be around for the foreseeable future. Yeah, you're definitely not going out of town for the holidays this year. So uh, we don't have to normally around the, this time last year, man, we were preparing to <laughs> record like seven episodes in advance because you were going to be out of town for like four weeks. Like we, we struggled last year around this time because we were trying to plan how we were going to record, you know, December and January's episodes while you were out of town while still doing November's. (laughs) I just can't uh, wait for a special Thanksgiving episode. It's going to be great guys. Thanksgiving episode. There is no Thanksgiving episode this year. (laughs) That's where you are. Radio R does take place the day before Thanksgiving. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Looking forward to that. I already know two of my picks for Radio R this month, and it's going to be a great episode. But like I said, that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com, just like Ryan did to get the show suggested onto our calendar of episodes. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. And even if you're not, download Apple Podcasts. Leave us that rating and a review, just like Scott did. Remember, we read his email or message earlier on from Instagram. Leave us those rating and reviews. We definitely appreciate it. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Level Down Games and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash Level Down Games and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. In that description box, you'll also find the link to our Discord channel. I really do invite everyone listening. Come join us in our Discord channel. We have a lot of fun in there. There's a lot of interactions throughout the multiple different text channels that we have. Uh, it's it's so fun interacting with people that we know, people that we don't know, and hopefully we can make some new friends there. So definitely join us on Discord. It's really the way of communication for the future in terms of online stuff, man. There's so many great communities there on Discord, and we just happen to be a very small one. But we want you in there. Come join us. Next week, Frank, we're going to do a very fun episode next week. We're going to do another focus, much like we did on River City Girls last week. We're going to focus on another game that recently just released. You and I both love Nintendo. We do. You and I both love The Legend of Zelda. It only makes sense to focus next week's episode on the newest Zelda entry, Link's Awakening. We're going to have 16 phenomenal pieces of music next week, man. The remastered version of the soundtrack is incredible. And you know that. We've both finished the game. We, we finished it's the yeah, so. so freaking good, man. The soundtrack is phenomenal. And backed by popular demand, Zelda jokes. Zelda jokes. I thought, no, no. I thought popular demand is like Zelda facts, like the 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 Frank's oh, tidbits or Tank's okay. tidbits. Or I'll, I'll bring those back. Not not Zelda Joe. So what like did find, what did the wand of Gamelon say to the? Uh... Oh, Brian, Brian, don't even try. You, you have <laughs> time. <laughs> Taking us out of this episode once again, we have the victory song from Metal Gear Solid Four, composed by Harry Gregson Williams, Nobuko Toda, Shuichi Kabori, and Kazuma Janochi. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.